What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to the Viral Music Hub podcast. Once again, um, your host, Lawrence O'Brien. And uh, here today, I have a young up-and-coming uh, vocalist on the rise here, uh, Ashlyn uh, Marie. How are you? Hey, y'all. I'm good. How are you? Uh, excellent. Um, glad to have you here. Uh, you know, I have been, you've been kind of catching a little uh, buzz on TikTok lately uh, from what I've seen. And um I I just uh it's interesting. Uh you got this uh, new song um that you're you can't be having released in um just a matter of like three or three days or so and it's called Blind Horse Blues. Um so you want to tell us a little bit about Blind Horse Blues and like what uh what went into the making of that song, why you made the song. Yeah, absolutely. So um the song is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I wrote it actually on January 14th of 2021. So it'll be exactly a year to the date that it releases. Interesting. Um, yeah. So it actually wasn't even planned that way. It was supposed to release on New Year's Day. Um, but the song was written about a honky tonk bar in my hometown called the Blind Horse, the Blind Horse Saloon. And this place was frequented by my mom, my aunt, lots of people in my family. Uh, it opened in 1995. So it's seen a lot of super famous country names and country music. Um, and I mean, pretty much every country artist knows about the blind horse in Greenville. So, you know, I was like, how that's, come that's a uh, uh, NC, right? Uh, oh. This is actually South Carolina. So South Car I, oh, Jesus got I my got Carolinas. Between, uh, the Carolinas all the time. So, okay. okay. So, um, but yeah, it was a super fun song to write. It was after a weekend uh, with my friends at the Blind Horse. We'd been there almost the entire weekend. And so the, the first part of the song that came to me was the hook. And it was just that little Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Blind Horse Blues. And I was like, that's really freaking catchy. Yep. So I wrote a verse to that. I wrote a couple different versions of the song all together. And um, it, it could have gone a lot of different directions, I feel like. Um, but it was later put in a minor key. I went to a co-writing session with a friend and collaborator, Hope Dowds, and um, she had the idea of putting it in a minor key, and it totally changed the tone of the song. It was originally supposed to be uh, in a major key and like more of a country vibe, and then in the studio when I recorded it in Nashville in August, um, my producer Brandon Manley put this totally cool like pop twist on it, and I had always wanted to go more pop and just with like a country influence, but didn't couldn't really put my finger on what I wanted to sound like. And he just hit the nail on the head in the studio that day. And it just all came together. That That's really cool. Um, so, yeah. So you would say you're like, you're like a pretty big like country fan, but like you, you kind of don't want to be pigeonholed into that one genre. Like exactly. Like, I mean, growing up, I was around all kinds of different uh, genres, um, country lots of gospel uh, my dad raised me on like the r&b pop divas mariah whitney wow. you know, celine so um that was a lot of, of my upbringing and i feel like my music is like a melting pot of all of those genres and like the country just comes in because a because like you said i'm a fan of country music and also just i'm from the south like some people say i talk like a hick but wow. you know yeah so uh you know it's everybody has their own little flavor you know i mean it's like i think i think it's it's kind of dumb to put yourself only in one genre and i think i think it's important 
to, that you you don't do that to yourself because then you, you kind of run the risk of uh, becoming typecast as something uh, for the rest of your career. Um, and I, I think that's good that you're already uh, mixing it up. And I, I thought that was, that's interesting that the, the, just the key change in general, you know, just kind of shifted the whole uh, tone of the song. Um, it, it could really make a big difference and save those takes, you know, like the different versions of the song. You always do a, like a re like a reprise or a, you know, like a, yeah different version of the song or as a b-side or something like that i always say you know like yeah. save save everything you know even like the old versions of stuff that you do because you never know when you can maybe re-release something or you know it's it's always it's always good to save that stuff you know even if it wasn't the final product i i think at least yeah for sure like i feel like when you limit yourself to one genre you're basically i mean you're cutting yourself off from connecting with a lot of people and I mean, I feel like duality has been such a theme in my life. And yeah, I definitely want to explore all different type, types of genres. I feel like all my favorite artists have done that and reinvented themselves multiple times. So I feel like I'm just kind of exploring everything until I find my sound. Yeah. And, and uh, so the blind horse, like what do you have any like real great memories that you have like tied to that place like is there is there some things that like really stand out to you I mean some maybe some that you can't talk about but I mean but but yeah yeah. so (laughs) this song originally it like I said it was after um a weekend where we had spent a lot of time there and um that specific weekend my boyfriend and I had gotten a little argument because I had an event and he did not show up to that day and I was very very upset with him and so I was with one of my best friends at the time and we were like you know wait can I cuss on here or go (laughs) I was like fuck this I am going out tonight and we went to the blind horse so we're in line it's a really busy night there it's really cold outside and um, I look a few people ahead of me and I see his cowboy hat and I'm like, are you kidding me right now? He's here and he didn't let me know. He, he didn't come to my event, he's here. And so I call him and I see him look at his phone and he doesn't answer. And so I catch up with him inside and I didn't, I didn't say anything to him. I was like, I'm gonna like walk by him flip my hair and just like make him notice me and I did and he tried to like talk to me or whatever and it was basically all our friends trying to get us guys make up just make up and so we eventually did he like pulled me out to like they have this like outside smoking area and he pulled me out there and we just had a little powwow and uh we made up obviously because we're still together but um yeah that that was a big inspiration for the song so that's a little behind the scenes story wow i just had the anxiety just listening to that (laughs) that was just oh my god that's oh man (laughs) yeah that was that was an interesting night oh my goodness wow that i you know appreciate your your honesty open and honesty about that and so that's not an easy thing to write about at all you know so i mean yeah. anytime you have those disagreements with your you know significant other it's 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 very difficult to to channel that you know but it, it's yeah. it, it's you know sometimes it's the best medicine is to channel that type of situation and turn it into a positive you know and turn it into something of a creative outlet for yourself. Um, I, th- I, yeah, think some, I think some of the best work comes out of, out of that, you know, and uh, you know, that's what I mean, really songwriting is, is just, you know, it's like 
putting a spin on our own experiences and and just putting them in a different type of uh, form of art instead of just you know an actual event that just happened and yeah for sure. and, that, and now you can make it relate to other people's situations that have maybe have been in a similar situation and yeah you know, and like at the time we were both going through like um a big party phase like we were doing things that were out of character and um we've both grown a lot since then um so that's kind of what I built the song on so I, I'm, I'm gonna get loose just like you always do and all that so mm. yeah I'm I'm glad that he missed that event because it made for a really good song <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know sometimes sometimes it's just it works out that way you know and yeah. uh um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, in the, with the way now you have this now, maybe people can relate, you know, maybe people have their own blind horse, you know, it's not called the blind horse, but, you know, maybe the people have their own place that kind of this stuff happens to them. And yeah, I feel like everyone, every town has some place that kind of stands the test of time and like that, that place holds so many memories. And I mean, there's pictures of my mom and my aunt, like, going to the Halloween party at the blind horse in the nineties. So it's just, it's super cool that I get to like sing about their, their old stomping grounds and get to have my own memories there. Right. I, I mean, it's, I think writing about the places that, that you have nostalgia about it's, it's, um, it, it's really good because yeah, there's just a lot you can channel there um, from a songwriting aspect. And, um, because it's it's just you know everybody like I said everybody has that place you know it's a it's a universal concept you know I think songwriting really when it works the best is when you write about a concept that's universal that that a lot of people feel and I think this is one of those situations where I think everybody can relate to this everybody has that place you know and in their hometown or you know wherever that they they grew up that that you know they they have a special memories tied to it and yeah and, and um, I think it's really cool that, that, you know, people could write about that. Um, so how, how like from like a um, technical standpoint, like produce producing wise, like how, how did it come together? Like, who did you, who did you work with it on? And like, I know you kind of mentioned like a, a couple people already, but I was just curious, like how, how that came together and, and like where I saw the, on your story, like, kind of you went and recorded everything and you kind of had a, a little like mini vacation in the process. Uh, so how was that whole experience for you, the whole recording process? Yeah. So um, actually the producer that um, made this song come to life, his name is Brandon Manley and he is also from my hometown. And it's crazy because we grew up in the same church and we actually went on youth trips together. Um, so we have like a very similar upbringing and like Christian background um, that we've, you know, carried with us, but also grown from. And like, you know, we've kind of dealt with the same things and, you know, uh, grew up around the same people. So I feel like that um, had a big part in us working so well together. Um, right. So like he had moved to Nashville uh, a couple years before I contacted him. And, you know, I saw that he's doing all this stuff. And uh, in the summer last year, I messaged him on Instagram and was like, you know, what would it be like working on a song with you? And um, he was on board and I sent him my song, just me singing it with some keys in the background. And uh, I brought it to him and we worked on it in Nashville. 
And like I said that, I mean, he just came up with a beat almost like on the fly, exactly what, like, not what I had envisioned, but like better. And, um, he, I mean, he's, he's been at the blind horse. He's had his share of nights there. He has friends that have been there and yeah, it was just super cool that we both like had the same experience in our hometown and at the blind horse. So like, I feel like that helped kind of bring it together. Um, but yeah, it was, it was super cool. Like, like I said, I, the song in my head originally sounded super, like super country, like yeehaw country. And I just never would have even thought to put such a country themed song to just like a pop sound. And it just, it like married those genres so beautifully. I think that's the best type of producer to work with is somebody that understands where you want to go with the song, but is also not afraid to challenge what you originally had set for the song. As I, th- I think, you know, there's a balance of like striking between having a producer that just wants to change everything about your concept and then having a producer that just agrees with everything that you say and everything that you want to do. And I think, and I think that's cool that you guys had that same experience and so it made it easier for him to understand like where he kind of wanted to go with it, but he also was able to put his own spin on it too. And, and not completely ruin the whole original concept of what you're, you wanted your song to be. And I, th- I think that's an important balance for anybody that's wanting to find a producer is, is get that type of person, you know, someone that understands where you're coming from and your idea, but don't let anybody also force anything that you don't want onto your song either. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'm always open to like ideas. Like if you think of something better than me, let's do it. And that's what he did. And I was like, this freaking rocks. Like, this is awesome. Yeah, that, that's, that's great. Um, so like, so you, did you really enjoy that experience of like professionally recording? Um, and then like just the being able to go to Nashville and everything and, uh, yeah, so that was my first time like recording and like going to Nashville for business. Um, so we did two songs there and one was a collaboration and then I did Blind Horse. And then a couple weeks ago, um, I went back to Nashville to do three more songs at Beard Music Group, um, which was a very different experience. Um, but I, I won't touch on that as much because those songs are like coming out way later. Okay. But- they were fantastic to work with also. And um, yeah, I had a blast. Like uh, I'm planning, I have to go back to Nashville on February 10th um, for a radio show. And then I'm actually planning on moving there this summer. So. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tennessee is a beautiful place. I, I have actually been to Tennessee. Um, I'm, I'm an, I'm an East coast Connecticut boy. So I'm like, so it's like kind of out of my territory, but I went down there for a pro wrestling show uh, once, believe it or not. Um, mm-hmm. I drove through to um, all the way to Chattanooga. It says Tennessee is just a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, oh yeah. I love that state. Like I've, I've wanted to live there for a while and you know, my parents are like, yeah, we, we really want you to graduate. And I'm like, I, I want to too, but I just feel like school will be there if I fall flat on my face I yeah. like to go there now and do this now and yeah test the waters you know it's it's like 
I know it's like you just said schools there, you know, and, and we could always, there's always something we could go back to as people. Some of the, some of these other opportunities, they're not always going to be there. Um, right. And I think it's important to at least try you know, it's, you know, at least give it a shot. And if the worst, the worst thing that happens, you fall on your face a little bit and then you you back up and you find something else. And, exactly. uh, and I, I think that's pretty admirable, especially at your, your age that you're, going and and doing that like in setting your mind to it i think that's a really good attitude and i think that's going to take you a long way um thank you because you're already looking you know forward and looking to do that and you're you're not afraid and which is which is good yeah yeah exactly like if if things i mean i know they're not going to be easy i mean there's there's so much talent in nashville like everywhere you go it's competition and my thing is, you know, what I tell my parents and what I'm about to tell my professors when I have a talk with them is like, there are girls in Nashville that are just as talented as me and more talented than me. And they're there doing it. And they're like, they're pursuing it and they're there. And even when I was in the studio at Beard, I was actually offered a job and they were talking about how I could sing demos for people and come in. And he was like, you know, I don't want to sway you from anything, but if you're not here, someone else is. And that really stuck with me. Cause like, right. yeah, there's, there's so many people there that could be doing that. And I feel like, you know, I mean, you just look at TikTok. I mean, just look the amount of musicians that are on there. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's, there are now more than ever, there are so many musicians and there's so many ways that you can get music out there. Now the pool is deeper than ever. And it's a good thing, but it's also a very hard thing to deal with as a musician now is you are literally just fighting against the entire universe now, it seems like. And I I hate to look at, talk about it as like fighting against people because I, you know, I don't like that term, but it is, but it, you know, in a way really you're kind of, kind of jockeying to at least get noticed by, you know, you're, you're fighting against a lot of people and a lot of people with little attention spans too, especially in this day and age with the phone and social media, everything, everything is a, you got to get the attention. Like, like now it's like, you got to capture them. And that I always talk about this. You got to capture them in the first five seconds of a video. Yeah. Or they're going to scroll right past you and forget five, about you right, the next 10 seconds. Right. It's, it's such a difficult um, universe that we live in now in general. It's, it's the, it's the age of, where you know why should i why should i watch you why should i listen to you you know i have i I have all this other stuff i could be doing why should i be tuning into you and so you have to be creative now you have to really stand out and like like you said you have to take those opportunities when you see them because it's just another way you can get out there and get your name out there and get noticed and do the radio do the um the shows do the the recordings the demos for you know you never know who's going to notice that stuff yeah absolutely like social media I feel like what it's done in the music industry is so like I mean it's there's a lot of benefits to it but there's also like that downside like you know we've never had such easy access to I mean the literal entire world like we can like how you and I found each other and just like that that brand of people that are on TikTok like we probably never would have connected with without but then in the same in the same contest, like you know, you have a market that is so saturated, and there are there's I mean it's just full of everywhere you everywhere you look. There's a new trend, and there's a new song, and oh, 
Yeah. Don't even get me started. Oh <laughs> man. The, like, you know, and, and unfortunately now too, now you have big, big record, big record labels. Now we're infiltrating social media under the guise of people going viral quote unquote, when they're not really going viral, they literally had an industry backing behind them. Example, the ABCDEFU, whatever that, that girl apparently had industry backing behind her the whole time. Mm. And, and uh, it was, there was very cleverly masked, but she absolutely had people pushing this from the, the get-go. And th- that's why, unfortunately you do see these, some of these things blow up out of nowhere because they actually aren't, organically viral it's a whole campaign that is pushed by people so now you're dealing with that too as a small artist where you're not always just facing a quote-unquote other small artist some of these artists are not real small artists (laughs) so so it's like it's like a real weird atmosphere now as a musician that you're dealing with it's just all all over the place so it's it's a it's a minefield out there now as, as a musician yeah. to try to try to navigate all that and, and everything is is just a pain in the royal ass so oh, yeah. <laughs> so how do you and it's so to, to kind of trampoline off of that point how how do you f- try to market yourself and stand out like what what are the things that you've been trying to do to like kind of like build your brand and like um and just kind of get your your own like sort of um image out there so um you know i've tried doing the you know post three times a day post twice a day that's a bunch of bullshit (laughs) by the way like i'm sorry i just don't have time to sit in front of my phone and you know adhere to like trends it just feels silly like you know i feel like you have to do it but um, I, hate I, it. I, I hate it. I hate it too. Oh my God. You're speaking my language. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I despise it. it. I despise it. I think it's the worst thing that's on TikTok where you people are literally just like playing parts. It's like, you're, you're playing this, these characters for other people that, that other people already made. And now you're just like co- copying copies of copies of copies. And it's just, Oh man, it's cringe. It's so cringe to me. It's cringe. It, it, it's it's just like not organic whatsoever. Yeah, I, th- I think you're so much better off just being yourself and just creating what you want to create. Don't yeah. force yourself to adhere to what's getting on people's FYPs or whatever you want to call it, or Instagram yeah. feeds or. Oh, I know. It's one of those things. I, I just, uh, as a content creator, it just like makes me throw up in my mouth a little because it's just, uh, a lot of fake, a lot of fakeness that is being uh, put out there in the, in the, um, tr- trying to get more eyes to your product. And I just don't think it's the right way to do it. And I mean, you know, if it helps, you've got, you know, good for you, man. I, I, I I'm happy for you, but personally, I, work for everyone yeah it just won't always work for you just don't expect it to be a thing yeah and I'm trying to steer more towards like um an organic type of vibe on TikTok um I've done the whole lip syncing thing and it like I said it just gets so tiring and draining and boring (laughs) and um yeah I feel like I'm just getting a little more comfortable with uh, showing my personality and like who I truly am as an artist and as a person. 
Um, because it's not easy to sit in front of TikTok and like talk with your actual voice and like be vulnerable in that way and like share opinions because people are always going to be pissed off and people are always going to make fun of your hair or your room or whatever. And that's kind of my goal um, with this new song coming out and stuff just to like not so much try to follow the trends and just kind of just show people my music and show people aspects of my personality that you know they haven't seen before right that that that's so important yeah just just be yourself people that's my the biggest advice i have is, is for doing this whole thing is just be yourself you know whatever you get a few hundred views and that's it then whatever you know it's like maybe something will catch on you know just but don't yeah. don't sacrifice your your own self to you know for for the, the notoriety it's just not worth it it's not worth you know sacrificing your your own you know self-worth and for that exactly yeah um so how do you balance i mean so especially you being a college student like how have you balanced like doing the music thing doing school doing a being trying to be social relationship to i mean does it, does it must get exhausting sometimes right like it's really tough like um I live with one of my best friends and she hardly ever sees my face um she'll even she'll even say like when I walk in the door like well how long are you free for and sometimes it's like 20 minutes but um (laughs) yeah so I actually I've been having to weed out a lot of the things in my life um like I said I went through uh for most of my college career I've been a party girl um and nothing wrong with that at all party everyone but um just for me like right now at the time that I'm at in my life I just don't have room for it right now so I'm completely sober and which is crazy for me um but uh, <laughs> for me um, uh, I, I can kind of relate to that actually yeah. I I uh I actually uh, stopped like drinking a lot you know for like a while now actually for like quite a few months and, awesome. and so it was like it was one of those things. It's just like, kind of was like, I knew, I knew for myself, I needed to put it down for a while and just kind of like, right. you know, steer, steer away from it for, for a while. So yeah, I'm proud of you for, for recognizing that you kind of needed to like focus and, and do yeah, that. That's, that's not, it's not easy, especially for like, you know, it's early 20 something, you know, a college student to do that. So. <laughs> yeah. And like, I had to, I had to let go of my sorority, which was tough to do also. Um, but it was just like, I would have been getting fined all the time for missing things. Cause I just can't, like, I can't be in a million places at once. Um, but I am a voice major. Uh, so that does allow me to like, kind of blur the lines between like, like, you know, I get to go in the practice room and in between classes, sometimes I'll be writing songs in there, um, or working on my classical music, which is what we do most of the time or musical theater. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really tough. Pretty much the only people I talk to are like a handful of best friends and my family and my boyfriend. And that's about as, that's about as far as it goes. Yeah. At the same time, sometimes it's, it's good to have your circle small, you know, cause oh, yeah. um, it, you know, that way, you, you know, you really figure out who really kids gives a shit, you know, uh, you really, yeah. you do figure out like who, who really wants to support you. You know, it, it's it's always funny to me because like you always you have the people that say they want to support you, but they don't really support you. And 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 I, I have encountered this in art a lot in general. You know, especially the people that um 
expect you to do things for free for them when you're doing like a, a thing like that like hey support my stuff oh but you won't give it to me for free it's like no i won't give it to you for free i, I i'm trying to like you're my friend and all but i'm still trying to make a you know living here yeah exactly like yeah. it it weeds out um it separates the boys from the men as they said yeah yeah <laughs> oh for sure you know it, it's uh you know, I think I think it's good sometimes to have that smaller circle anyway, because you, you don't have a lot of other chatter that's not as uh, not as uh, necessary and important to you. I think you know the, the people that really do care, they're they're gonna help you. Hell yeah! Like um, my first couple years in college, like I was extremely social and like had parties and events at my house all the time, and I mean it was almost like radio silence as soon as I started doing the music stuff man it was like <laughs> are y'all too cool for me now now that I'm following my dreams or like I, I don't know if it's I don't know I mean but you just you learn to let go of those people and move the fuck on and that's all you can do yeah uh yeah it, you find out really quickly who's just acquaintances in your life and who who's there just to take up space and then like you know who's who's there to actually really support and like care about what you're doing i mean exactly. it's like yeah you have the acquaintances that you, they sh you show up and you share the same space with but then they don't want to be bothered with like whatever else you're actually trying to do you know mm -hmm. they're they're more dependent on you for them to have a, a better time in that moment and then not actually to give you support and give you the um you know the time of day <laughs> so and then you have those those scragglers that, that like to come back when you're when you're doing good when you're uh, thriving a little bit and they're like oh hey remember me yeah uh, oh yeah the the old <laughs> the the old i didn't pay attention to you in middle school and and now and now i want to talk to you uh yep. a routine yeah that's that's always okay. a good one the <laughs> or the or, or the uh or the hey i'm selling um i'm, I'm selling uh, uh what's it uh Oh, oh, yeah. Look, I got just got into crypto now. Uh, I know I never talked to you in high school at all, but you know, hey, like, uh, you, you want to get into crypto with me? <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, God, get out of my inbox, dude. Blocked. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, Literally. Oh, God. It's the worst. Uh, <laughs> so, for you as a songwriter, how do you attack like writing a song like what what is what is like your what are your steps like what do you have do you have steps or do you just kind of like wing it so i'm um a super scatterbrained kind of person and like <laughs> i have to have a million planners a million lists or i'm not going to get anything done i'm not going to remember anything so like as a creative person i can't like sit down and say okay, I'm going to write a song. Like usually when I do that, it just becomes me doodling on the page and nothing comes of it. So I am more of a top liner than anything. So I'll be like humming in the car or in the shower and I just kind of hum or sing until something catchy comes along. And then I'll grab my phone and do a voice memo of it. And later come the lyrics. And that's when I do like the hard work and I go into my journals and I kind of try to make contact with like an older version of myself. And yeah, so it, it usually just happens more in the heat of the moment than like a step-by-step -step process. Um, I'm usually writing hooks and choruses first and then uh, verses later. 
because that's just the, the way that my brain works. Like I, yeah, I have to do it that way or I probably would never write at all. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I, I'm actually the exact opposite in terms of, I actually, I don't think I ever, if I ever write anything original, which I don't do a whole lot of, but when I do, it's always the lyrics like come to me first. Then I I kind of figure out from there. I'm like, all right, we're going to see what sound I can put to this. I, I, I guess from, from my perspective, I'm more, I'm more or less like I'm a writer at heart. So, and I like to just vent my, like whatever I'm feeling in the moment. So, so I just don't have the, that sometimes I don't have the music in my head. And then I just, for me, I just pick up my guitar and I just start noodling around and I'm just like, okay, I can put that progression to this. Like that kind of sounds like I can fit this to what I'm saying in the, the lyrics I just wrote. And so, yeah, it's funny how like we, you know, as humans, we're so we're so different in like how we attack, like uh, putting together something creatively. And uh, oh yeah, but yeah, cause like, but I, I do encounter it a lot on this show, especially, you know, people that use the voice notes thing, you know, that that's like the big thing now is like kind of like taking your phone out just like humming a melody, which is smart. It's really smart because I know I've had a few ideas escape through my fingers a few times. Cause I just like didn't oh, God, yeah. take the, take the time to like take my phone out. Like, Oh, maybe I should record this or like, you know, and then I just like totally lose it. I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. I was like, I like, I'd be at work or something. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. And I get home. I'm like, oh, wait, what was that idea? Like, I don't remember. That's when that happens. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like I've had like number one singles just fly out of my head and they may never see the light. And that, that sucks. But it's, I mean, it's for someone else, I guess. <laughs> off, off in purgatory somewhere. Yeah. God, God knows <laughs> where songwriting purgatory <laughs> where all dreams go to die. Literally. Um, um oh my god um so you do you actually um instrumentally do you do you do anything instrumentally at all or have you ever tried to play an instrument or wouldn't that be nice if I could just do everything I freaking wish that I could um I you know I had to take piano for my major it's required so and my grandmother is an insane pianist and she's fantastic um she's a piano teacher as well um but even as a child like I just I could not make my hands do what I wanted them to do and um like I can do the scales and I can you know do some cadences and all and it would it would take me a really long time to learn a song but I I definitely could do it on the piano um guitar however I'm not in the business of having short nails and also don't want to hurt my fingers. Um, So (laughs) I just, I would rather someone else do it for me. And I just tell them the sounds that I make in my head. Like I can totally write a riff in my head and um, someone can make it come to life, but I just, my hand-eye coordination is not there. It's the guitar is such a, um, an enigma of an instrument uh, i like to call it um god i mean i've been playing since oh boy, i thought i aged myself here um probably since like my freshman year of high school which was now about 14 years ago oh my god oh my gosh oh god <laughs> i'm old um <laughs> but yeah um i tell you and now i i could still say now like i don't know everything uh, about that instrument it's such a instrument that's so full of depth and you could always learn something new 
and it takes so much time to just your fingers to like master that that the ability to just match what you want to do with how your hand works i i know how to explain it well but it, it's it's one of those things if you're a guitar player you just kind of know what i'm talking about yeah I, it, I can't i don't know what it is because i'm i'm an artist i can draw i can paint it's just something about it maybe i'm lazy i i don't know i just it it, it, it takes time it's a patient oh, yeah. it's, a, it's such an instrument where you need a lot of patience uh, i mean just really just sit down and and attack it it's um it's a it's a great undertaking and i'm sure piano honestly is the same way too i i wish i could play piano but i think my hands would hate me if i tried to play piano it's tough especially like i've heard going from guitar to piano or vice versa is not easy and a lot of i mean if you can play both like wow um, yeah god bless you <laughs> yeah because like there's a lot of differences and also like um i mean just the positioning of your hands is like completely different and the fingerings like yeah. Just, I don't know how anyone does that. Yeah. It's crazy. But like, yeah, I mean, I respect that because like, I know for me, like I, you know, and I'm like, I'm no expert player or anything, but yeah, I know I, sometimes I have some riffs that come into my head that I can't even play myself. And I'm like, Oh, yeah. I'm like, that would probably sound really good, but like, I can't play, I can't technically play that. I'm like, that's <laughs> not like, I'm not that, that good at it. There's like a lot of like stuff I wish I could do. Like, acoustically like like finger picking oh awful at it i'm terrible at it I, i'll be the first to tell you i'm like such a terrible finger picker and I, i'm like i i don't know how these guys do it with the ones that like play percussion while they're finger picking on the acoustic and i'm just like oh yeah, my god that's that has to be witchcraft like that's it, not real i i mean i've seen some of the craziest things that guitar players do i mean i've seen guys hit tooting pegs while they're playing and tune back down up while they're playing i'm like uh, okay I'm like that's you guys can go ahead and do that i'm gonna stick to they're aliens yeah they're no actually though no it's it's crazy so i don't blame you one bit it's it's an undertaking to learn guitar but i suggest it to anybody that ever even sings anything a try just attempt it i know it's 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 a big like i said it's a big undertaking it's a lot but try it i think it's just having even just a basic I mean, bare bones, even basic understanding of guitar can absolutely change the way you write songs and change the way that you can actually put melodies into songs. Cause it can give you something to play off of. Yeah. You know, gives you, gives you like something you can come up with different stuff. And like, it gives you a baseline where you can go, Oh, ooh, that sounds pretty good. I can actually sing something over this. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you could always then just go to another person that is more experienced and be like, Hey, can you build off of what, I kind of started here on, on my guitar. So I don't know that's my advice. Anybody that's singing that really hasn't picked up a guitar, at least try to. You can, there are so many cheap acoustics out there you can grab and they work fine. Trust me. You don't have to grab a thousand dollar. You don't have to grab a thousand dollar acoustic guitar companies are the biggest money vultures on the planet. And they will try to sell you something for two grand that you can easily get away having something that's like $300. <laughs> and yeah, I would love to learn. I mean, it'd be so nice if I could just like pick up an, a guitar and like strum out what I hear in my head. And I mean, my boyfriend's a guitar player. Like, I just feel like he wouldn't be a very good teacher. Oh, I was going to say, put them, put him to work. <laughs> I was, <laughs> was going to say, you, you said, like, all right, teach me. That's it. 
Yeah, he might have to. I mean, especially <laughs> like when I moved to Nashville, you know, all those girls, they they get up there with their guitar and they're singing at the same time. So I don't know. Yeah, but like I said, you know, you don't even have to make it a part of your act. It literally could just be something that's just to help you songwrite. And you don't even have to like get great at it or even good at it. <laughs> it's it's just good. It's just good to have some basic understanding. It'll help with music theory wise too in, in everything. I have music theory tomorrow morning and I'm not ready. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I you have it in the morning. Oh God help you. Uh, yeah, 10 oh. 10, not super early. Oh, but... I was gonna I was gonna say if I if I had to do music theory before like nine o'clock in the morning, I'm tapping <laughs> out. I'm tapping out. I'm like, oh no, nope, I'm it's gonna be tough after yeah. Christmas breaking everything <laughs> um oh my goodness so i'm gonna actually uh go to some fun little like fun questions here okay uh, um what do you like to do away from music like what what are some of the things that that you do to like kind of you know fun fun wise but also maybe sometimes to just kind of take a break from music to like maybe refresh like some you know creative writer's block or some burnout with music like what, what's the stuff that you like to do um so I am a firm believer in like connecting with your inner child and like when my inner child is happy I feel like that's me being happy so um like I said I'm an artist I like to draw I like to paint I even like to color I, I, have I, to I see the stuff on your wall <laughs> oh, yeah. I, like, I, this is a color explosion in my room that's wow I, that's like, my mini TV, like I am a big Disney girl. I've got my Mickey tattoo. Um, and that is like, like, like you said, like if I'm burnt out and, you know, can't really get in my creative zone, I would probably sit down, watch some Disney plus and color. And it sounds silly, but it's very healing to me. And I mean, growing up, all I ever wanted to be was Hannah Montana and <laughs> always been my biggest inspiration. And um, yeah, I like to do things that honestly that a kid would do. <laughs> I think that's so important. I have the same exact way. I mean, I do it. I do it in different ways. I like, I mean, it's like gaming is one of those things that like yeah. that takes that takes me to that place that that inner child kind of gets revived when I do that stuff you know I don't have nearly the time I used to to, to do it and and I hate that for myself because it's yeah. something that I like I mean I had a controller in my hands at age three or four you know playing like Sega Genesis games and you know NES games and, and stuff yeah I it was from as early I can remember I was I was doing that stuff and you know gaming for me was my is my big escape it you know it it helped me through some real tough times in my life um you know my my parents fought a lot when i was a kid and oh gaming, yeah gaming uh gaming was one of my big things where i'm like man i could get into this world and just delve into this world so i can get away from this other world that i i'm seeing you know in my time in, in my real life my real time life and uh yeah i think i think that's a really big thing for us is i think you know we have to stay you know we have to keep that little inner child inside of us alive you know it, it's important to, to hold on to some of that stuff you know i, I don't i just hate that phrase i outgrew this you know it's like maybe you didn't outgrow it maybe you need to step away from it for a while but exactly. like but like it's still there it's still part of you it's still yeah, there I mean, and you could always go back to it it doesn't exactly. mean yeah and why should you let anybody else tell you like oh you're too old for this or you too 
Yeah, what, no, what are, they're what, like, grumpy. That's like, why they're telling you that. Yeah, what do they know? Maybe this, maybe they need to get some passion for some things in their life, you know? And exactly. And, and people shit on gaming, and I don't, I don't get that. Like, I mean, everyone dissociates and uses their imagination, and like has some sort of addiction in a different way. Like, and it doesn't have to be unhealthy. I mean, people get on social media, people draw, people, you know, have all sorts of different hobbies. I don't understand why gaming is any different. Yeah. Well, the 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 quote unquote ad- game addiction uh, that has caused Twitch streamers to make like millions and millions of dollars and esports players to make millions and millions of dollars i don't think they care <laughs> so oh, they don't care at all. i was gonna say you know like you know I, you know and i it's funny i like i don't think there's nearly enough actually that i think that stigma of gaming is actually gone by the wayside a lot now i mean you're having these kids grow up looking literally looking up to pro gamers now i mean it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy i never when i was a kid i never thought i would see this like day i you know i never thought i'd be like seeing kids go oh man did you see like the newest like like ninja stream or did you see like the newest like ever my life did i think that would happen you know you got these kids like kids kids are kids are saying they're not even tuning into sports they're tuning in to watch guys like play call of duty against each other or play street fighter against each other it's like yeah it's awesome it's it's just a different world it definitely is a different world now you know in in terms of like how that's looked at and and i'm you know and it's pretty cool so you know i'm glad there's been a lot more open-mindedness now you know towards stuff like that for sure but but yeah and i see actually see the blind horse blues uh one on your wall there that's pretty pretty great my roommate, my one of my best friends, Caroline, she painted that for me for my birthday. And that horse, um, it's like got glasses on it. Yeah. Um, it's inspired by a painting that's actually hanging in the actual uh, Blind Horse Saloon. It's behind the bar. And it's like a big horse with its little glasses on. And so she painted that for me. I thought that was so sweet. That's awesome. I was gonna say like that, that could have actually been like the cover art or something for your for your oh yeah single. it'll make an appearance for sure in the video <laughs> nice very nice oh so you're doing a music video for it I oh, didn't yeah. I, I, did, I did not know this um so she's a little unplanned right now um because the blind horse is so busy and I'm so busy oh uh, but uh yes there will be a music video being filmed at the blind horse and um not sure when it'll be out but um i'm super excited to get that get that rolling that's that's pretty badass uh i i'm i'm glad the music video is is starting to make a little bit of a comeback these days because i oh my think God, yeah. i think there was definitely a time when um in like the 2010s where the music video kind of died for a little while i it was really weird um i think i think when when like a lot of the the online music kind of blew up i think I don't know. It was weird. Like people weren't watching MTV as much. And, and like, I, you know, obviously YouTube was out there, but just the, the kind of the focus shifted away a little bit from music videos. And I thought it was really weird. It was, it was funny. The big thing in the eighties was obviously you, know, you had the, the, um, the song video killed the radio star, you know, and that was the yeah. thing everybody thought, Oh, radio. And, you know, and, and that was dead, you know, the music video is the way of the future go you know then fast forward to 20 like you know the 2010s and all of a sudden it's like oh well people are just listening to music again on streaming service but they're on listening on streaming services they're not really watching videos yeah, but i'm a huge fan of music videos i as a child when i was growing up like i i used to dissociate a lot into like this imaginary world where i was a famous rock star 
and I would like pretend there was paparazzi everywhere. And like, I was living in my head constantly. Um, I think, and looking back, that was totally like me coping, coping with trauma and stuff. But uh, I would, anytime I was listening to any song, I would direct a music video in my head where I was singing it. And there was like a whole different story for every song. And so like in my journey and like music and stuff, I want to, I want to put a big emphasis on music videos and I want to direct them myself. Cause like I have so many visions and I want them to be real. <laughs> I, I, I think that's really cool. I, I mean, I, I, I always appreciate people that are willing to take that, that next level step to, and, and like I said, you know, that's also part of just like marketing yourself, you know, that's like another part of like people get to see you in a different doing more more forms of your own art you know it's like a different yeah. way to to put yourself out there too and, and so I'm glad like you're, you're doing that and you know I'm seeing more even small artists like do that now I actually like um the girl um um Bella I had on my my first episode she did the same thing her uh, boyfriend was like a professional he's like a videographer and he like made her her whole music video and everything was like really well done like i mean i'm like talking very professional looking video music video and i was like wow i'm like that's pretty wild from coming from a small artist to have that sort of type of music video out there so like i said i'm very glad the music video is starting to kind of make a comeback again um i hope that can kind of that trend kind of keeps going because i think it's a really cool uh a cool uh, thing to have in, in music i thought like we that aspect of the industry like um I mean I used to go home from school and like go on like on demand the music choice and just oh, watch yeah. music videos after school and I feel like that kind of burned into my psyche <laughs> that's oh. why I love them so much yeah oh man I, I remember yeah I and mean, this is again dating me myself again here um but I remember pop-up video on VH1 was like Oh man, I used to have that. We used to have that on my, my dad and I used to have that on all the time. I mean, it was like pop pop up video with the, the the neat little factoids they have for every song and you know and the artists. It, it was like that was just so cool, man. I miss that type of stuff. You know, and like stuff like Beavis and Butthead, you know, like they <laughs> used to have the they roast the music videos and they like commentate the music videos on the show, and it was just like yeah, it's like that was like I think that was a really cool like time period, and and then where music videos were you know something that people could talk about and have commentary on, and and yeah. I, like I said, that kind of went away for a while. So it's interesting that it's maybe it's making a comeback now all of a sudden. So yeah. Um. So is there like any favorite uh do you have any like favorite uh shows or any like other forms of media that you're really into right now uh, at all or so i just finished uh nashville on hulu um, oh, of course <laughs> of course because i was like super hype about going back to nashville and everything um that show was so good and like i connected with it in such a like unique way that I've never like watched a show before and like there's like a hole in my heart now that I finished it um because I don't I don't really watch shows a lot I feel like any time that I have of like just sitting on my ass like it's going to be on TikTok because I don't have that much free time yeah. um so like I'm kind of looking for another show if you have any recommendations oh, um, God. I have too many <laughs> if you but, um, I don't know if you like if you like comedy um 
uh on it's on hbo uh curb your enthusiasm one of the funniest shows you will ever watch okay yeah i love comedy larry, I, larry uh, david is a is a genius he is a comedic genius and, it and what's it called again I'm uh, it's, it's called it's called curb your enthusiasm okay cool yeah it's it's great he he larry david wrote seinfeld and, yeah, and, and yeah. so and so he and then he made his own show his own show that he starred himself in and yeah it, it's just it's just great stuff that's one of my all-time favorites but i have 100 more i'll i'll, I'll message you later <laughs> yeah, you'll have to hit my dm with all yeah. like your list your top yeah. 10 show. oh yeah 100 oh yeah i got i have too many like i said um another fun question um what's a cover that you think is better than the original song oh that's a great question. I would get in trouble if I said what I really think. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> um, oh my God. Okay. There was, this one won't get me in trouble. Um, on the voice years and years and years ago. Um, well, I'll give you two from the voice. Uh, call me maybe. And it was Mackenzie Berg. It was this, this cute little guy with glasses. He was just fantastic did a just guitar rocked the freaking house and then a couple of years later um what was her name um she did wrecking ball um it was it was an audition and sadly she was she passed away she was shot in orlando oh my gosh um what was her name she was i mean her voice was incredible and she was a youtuber before um before she ever went on the voice and oh. i was actually in orlando christina grimmy oh she, yeah she was shot after a show in orlando and i mean it's just it's the biggest shame because her voice i've never heard anything like it like the power i mean I, but like miley is my queen so that's a lot for me to say that like but she took that song to levels that i had never even like that note at the end i was like i never would have even expected that but yeah <laughs> rest in peace she was a beautiful soul that's that's fantastically talented that's that's happens way too much in music god way too much i i i just i can't even count how many you know they're just just incredible musicians that just went you know by horrible circumstances you know and yeah and it's it, you know unfortunately you know a lot of it in this industry it's uh it's 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 tough because i think um i think musicians are some of the most troubled people that you'll ever meet <laughs> oh my god yeah and it's i i think a lot of us have a lot of stuff we have deal. a lot of baggage and <laughs> the thing about our baggage is that we're airing it out for everyone to listen to and to judge and we're like the most vulnerable of people but like at the center like the reason we're doing this is because we are craving someone to tell us that we're good enough and that our feelings are valid if that makes sense oh absolutely no it, it, it's it's a thing where it's a dangerous thing that validation man it's uh and where yeah. we we kind of get we kind of get real wrapped up into it sometimes and sometimes when we don't we don't get it and we think what's wrong with us like what's what am i doing wrong yeah and, and why the truth is, it? is there's an audience for everyone i mean there's seven billion people in the world and i mean everyone's got a unique story but also at the same time everyone can relate yeah. to some story yeah there's a, a line 
in um a song by blind melon and uh the song is called galaxy and um this is one of my favorite songs of all time it, and it's it's so incredibly written um shannon hoon unfortunately pat he passed away the lead singer of blind melon from a drug overdose and mm. you know and the line in the song is that so by the way for uh, so ford used to have a car called the galaxy hence the term that's why the song is called the galaxy okay. and and um he said and it's spelled g-a-l-a-x-i-e not y it's uh and he said um the the cadillac in the back um it isn't me i feel more at home in my galaxy wow and i think that's such a powerful i think it's one of the most powerful lines in any verse or course i've ever seen because it it conveys so much in just such a little sentence because yeah. basically shannon hoon was basically saying like yeah, I may have gotten this money and this fame, but I don't feel comfortable in that Cadillac. I don't, it's not me. It's like, I don't feel like I should be here. Yeah. Like I'm more at home in, in this beat up old Ford galaxy that I, that I would drive. Yeah. I love that. And it's like, uh, it's just incredible. And like I said, and I think that just sums up the, the, some of the pain and the, the crap that musicians just kind of kind of push inside a little bit and then release into music and um like i said and i think that's unfortunately what leads to a lot of these early deaths in the music industry obviously her death wasn't you know that was a different a little bit of a different scenario but this is always something i like to talk about because i think it's important as a musician please like even if you're getting your thoughts out there talk to somebody like Mm-hmm. talk about this stuff like don't just let it be your creative outlet because it becomes a dangerous thing because once you let it fuel your songs then you want more of that sadness for sure and then it's and then you go down a slippery slope from there so yeah, you have to writing, you have to balance it yeah and writing is like super therapeutic but it's not a therapist like it is a coping mechanism but no one is too good for therapy and honestly everyone needs it sometimes absolutely i i 100 agree I, I think i think it's so important like i said we're, we're we're you know we're as artists i think we're you know we we like use that that coping tool but it can't be the only thing it, right. it, it can't be the only thing you have to balance it and unfortunately there's been a lot of musicians that didn't find that balance and unfortunately they a lot of them took their own lives or just put themselves in really bad situations where they were gonna have their lives taken from them and and that's the thing you want to avoid as as any not even just musician any artist any type of artist out there yeah absolutely because i mean we feel so deeply as musicians and as artists and those feelings need to be dealt with in in professional ways i mean most of the time um like you know a lot of artists fall into the path of addiction and that's why you know i had to you know, take a step back. And before, before I got into a lifestyle that I didn't want to be a part of, um, until I can one day maybe have a healthy relationship with those type of things. And, um, like I said, I would never, ever look down on someone for 
doing any of the things that I used to do or did two weeks ago, three yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to keep tabs on those things for sure. I appreciate your honesty about that, Ashlyn. That's not an easy thing to talk about. So that's like hundred respect, like so much respect for you, like talking about that. And, and I think people, that's important for people to hear that people have gone through that. And, and so hundred percent respect for you, even talking about that. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to finish off with a couple questions here and uh, it's about more what, other smaller artists that you like and support that you know of. And then finally, what advice do you have for other small independent artists? Um, so I've connected with a lot of um, smaller artists on TikTok through that. I think it was that trend. It was like, um, Oh yes, I know. Follow me. <laughs> yep. I know exactly. I knew that I knew exactly what you were talking about. I'm like, yeah, I did it too. I, I'm a hypocrite. I know. <laughs> we all had to do it. You know, I'm glad we did. You know, we never would have even been sitting here probably right, had that right. not happened. Um, but yeah, a lot of, um, I work with a publicist now, um, Trevor Perkins at Perkins publicity. And, um, he works with a lot of super talented, small artists. Um, and yeah, there, there's so many, I mean, like I said, like the, the market is super saturated, um, but there's, there's just so much talent. Like you don't realize that until you get on a platform like TikTok um, that, you know, there are so many undiscovered voices out there. Um, but right now, I mean, I have a lot of friends in the industry, um, but someone that is pretty close to me his name is Tion Knight, but his his rapper name is Low Indigo. Um, so you'll have to check out his music and maybe have him on your show. Um, he's a super nice guy. We went to the same high school. Um, we're actually working on uh, writing a song together. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. that's Low Indigo. He's incredible. He just released a new album uh, a couple months ago. And he's just, I mean literally fantastic you'll have to check him out um I, i'm writing him down right now <laughs> so and and he's so nice like reach out to him i'll tell him even that i gave you his name um yeah he would he would love to be on your show very cool very cool so like yeah so and then like finally like i said so the other artists like what what advice would you would you say you know give to other smaller artists out there you know um i'll say something that was told to me um about a half a year ago um you there is room for you in the music industry um just because everyone's doing it doesn't mean that you can't um and just because someone else is really talented doesn't mean that you're not and like um oh. I feel like everyone thinks that they're not good enough like even the biggest names in music have insecurities about their, their looks, their voice, their um, guitar playing, their songwriting. I mean, I mean, really everyone at the core is like insecure about something. So like, and like I said, there's 7 billion people in the world. There's an, there's an audience for literally everyone and every type of music. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, I think musicians are the most self-critical people I've ever met in my entire life. I mean, they, they are just, I mean, including myself. I mean, I throw, I, I couldn't even tell you how many takes of stuff I have thrown out 
because I was just like, this note was off. Like this, this one part of this verse sounded like shit. I'm, I cannot even go forward with posting this. And I, it probably wasn't uh, even that bad. It's it probably, just- it probably wasn't even bad, but I was like, I heard this one little thing and I'm like, oh, this is this is terrible that's literally me in the studio like they'll be like oh my god that was fantastic i'm like no it wasn't are you joking that was literal garbage and i never want to sing again um yeah yeah, i'll I'll do something 10 times and then go back and listen to all the takes and the first one was the best i mean right yeah everyone's like that oh man i i it's it's like i think that's like the biggest crux for for musicians it's just like sometimes we just gotta like accept that we're not like these perfect like <laughs> people that like can just bang out something you know and like yeah you know and it's like sometimes we just gotta let something be and it's like okay you know what maybe that wasn't perfect but let's go with it and see what we can do with it you know and, yeah. and, and it's tough it's tough to do that sometimes because like i said we we want to make the best thing for people yeah, yeah i think i think people that are really passionate about this you know they want to make the best thing so it's it's hard sometimes to to take a step back and go okay you know maybe that was actually pretty good yeah for sure and you know and, and it's it's hard we like nobody wants to put out something that they feel like is half-assed or mm-hmm. not not good enough but not the know, best but i promise you what you're thinking is probably not good enough is probably someone's like holy crap that was amazing so <laughs> right you know it's like so you don't don't always listen to yourself. I, it's, I, I think it's, sometimes yourself is your biggest liar. Absolutely. So, and I, you know, I, I know that I deal with anxiety all the time. I'm an anxious mess, like 95% of my life. So I, <laughs> I anxiety is like your biggest liar mm-hmm. you'll ever deal with in your life more than any other person, any other manipulative liar that you'll ever meet. Your anxiety, hundred percent, is going to be the biggest liar out of all of them. Oh so yeah. Sometimes you just gotta tune that voice out, and it is so hard. And I get it. Oh yeah, easier said than done for sure. Um, but like I like you know you got to take the steps to get the help that you need and deal with it in your own special way. And um, yeah, because everyone deals with that, and it's it's not easy, especially in our place as artists, it's not fun to have a voice in your head telling you, well, maybe that could have been better. Oh, well, at least you tried, you know, it's just, yeah, you got to kind of tell your brain to shut up sometimes. Yeah. And you know, and I talk to artists about this all the time and they, and I've heard this a lot and, and I think it's really good advice. It's like, don't be afraid to write shit because sometimes it takes reps. It's like, it's like, it's like practicing anything. It's like, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna like, if, like even if you're like playing basketball, you're gonna miss a shit ton of shots. Oh yeah, that you're gonna have games where you just miss everything. You can't find a in basket worth your life. Mm-hmm. But like, and you're gonna have those days songwriting where you're gonna just write stuff, and you're just gonna be like, well, okay, that was kind of stupid, but you at least you wrote something. You yeah, and then maybe later you can turn it into something that you wouldn't have imagined it to be at the, originally like you gotta have a million bad songs to find one like really great song 100 percent, right 
And uh, I think, I think that more people need to realize that. And it's, it's, it's okay. It's okay to write bad stuff. (laughs) It's like, you're going to have a lot more of it than you're going to have good stuff. I, pro- oh, yeah. I, I promise you. <laughs> Every artist has a flop era too. So. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I know a bunch of them though. It's like not every, not everybody's perfect. You know, like even your favorite artists sometimes aren't. So oh, yeah. Well, I think that's a good note to end on. Ashlyn, where can we find you? Um, you know, in terms of streaming services, social media, whatnot, whatnot. I'm gonna put it in the in the podcast description anyway, but I always like to ask. <laughs> Perfect. Um, my uh, tag on social media platforms is Ashlyn Marie Music on everything. Uh, Instagram. Um, what else is there? TikTok. <laughs> I, I lose track of them too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just too much. Um, but uh, starting Friday, it will just be Ashlyn Marie on Spotify, Apple Music, and you'll be able to find Blind Horse Blues and uh, future songs that will come later. So. Heck yeah, man. That's awesome. I can't, I cannot wait for the song to come out. I'm, I have it uh, ready to go when it comes out on the 14th. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Um, uh, you know, I can't wait to see where you go from here. Um, I think you have a lot of potential to be really great. Um, you, so you, you have a killer voice. Um, Thank you. you uh, very just, you're just incredibly naturally talented. And I see, a lot of big things coming for you, you know, and just keep it up and, and keep working hard. Um, and yeah, and good for you for taking that step and moving out and going on your own and trying to, trying to make something out of this. I appreciate that. And I really appreciate you having me on today. I've enjoyed talking with you. I feel like I'm just on FaceTime with a friend. This was totally fun. And yeah, I'm, I love your show and I'm definitely going to recommend all my little artist friends to reach out to you so uh, i appreciate that ashlyn you know the one thing i i try to make this show feel like it's not a a, a chore you know it, it's like I, i'm more here to have a conversation not an interview that's always what i say it's it's cliche but i i don't want to have an interview i want to just talk to people i just like that's what i'm here for i just want to talk to artists and i want to hear what they want you know they have to say that's that's all i'm here for that's how you yeah. build connections and relationships and that's what our industry is so yeah, right and it's just it's just good networking that way you know exactly. it, you know not not all networking is is going to these stuffy networking conventions and handing people a business card going oh yeah like, oh here's my fancy schmancy business card i got at staples <laughs> for you know like i paid a lot of money for these uh, laminated business cards of mine and you know it's like oh, i hated that Oh, yeah. I, was a, I was a business major in, in school, like oh, I was a sports, sports management major in school. Oh God, I hated those events so much. I wanted to yeah. die every time I went to one of them. I, <laughs> I, I'm like, I, I made that a promise to myself in the future. If like, I'm like, I am never, ever going to act like this. If I try to network with anybody, I'm like, it's just this- so inorganic, like, it's such a joke. No one's going to end up looking at your email. No one's going to look at your business card. You know where that business card's going after they talk to you? It's going in the fucking trash. I, oh, and yeah. I, I just want you to know that right now because it's, it's not. In the car seats. It, it's, oh, yeah. No, trust me. I probably have all these old sports business cards in my like drawer over there. Probably, oh, yeah. Probably sitting there since like four years ago. Like Wasting away. Yep. Just wasting away emails that I sent out that probably never even got looked at. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't network like that. Network like a natural person does. Just talk to people. <laughs> Just be normal and talk to people. Absolutely. But, but thank you, everybody. Thank you, Ashlyn, for being on the show again. Um, 
thank you all for listening. Um, tune in, uh, you know, whenever the next episode is, uh, not sure. Yeah. I have a lot of different people I'm trying to schedule and figure out who, so we'll see, but thank you all again for listening. Take care.